Hey, you guys. What's if up? anybody's there, I don't know if anybody's there because I don't see any chat yet, yeah. but you know what I mean. <laughs> so maybe I'm talking to nobody. Hi, nobody. What are what are you up to today? But uh, yeah, so here we are and it's Sunday and we're talking about a movie. Oh, I wanted yeah. to mention because I didn't actually notice this until after we did finish doing the sidetrack show on Friday night, but we actually finally broke 13,000 subscribers. Yeah. No, so, we, got, we got a lot of people in there, about 11 of them. I only just noticed. Yeah, they're all they're all piling in. So, does Tawny get nude in this flick? Yes. Uh, briefly. Yes. You can't see a lot of it, um, because I was reading about kind of the, so, some of the background, like, around this movie and stuff, and she really was uncomfortable, like, filming the, the shower scene that's in this. Yeah. She um, comes running out of the shower. The, the, the ghost was getting her. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she posed for Playboy and stuff like that, but yeah. I don't know if that was after this or before this. Because this, I didn't even realize this, because I remember seeing this movie. I didn't, I don't think I saw it in the theater. Maybe I did. But I saw it like a bunch of times on cable back in the 80s. And I could have sworn that this was post White Snake videos. But no, this is this was before the White Snake okay, videos yeah. that made her like super famous. That was like because that was until eighty seven, and this came out in eighty six. Yeah, the draw of this movie is Tawny Katine. All right, and pretty if you, much. If you guys don't know who that is, when we were kids coming up in the heavy metal scene, she was on album covers and rock stars newer, and yeah, she, she was dated the, a few. Yeah, she was on the she was on the album cover of Rat. She's on the, the first Rat album cover. She was David Coverdale's ex-wife, I believe. They were married. Yeah, they were married a couple of years. They were married a couple of years. And who she was, man, was was kind of interesting. She was she was this Jewish American chick, like what what they called a, a Jap, a Jewish American princess. She was from a real nice um, Jewish family, and she kind of ran away to go run off with rock stars. Uh, but she wasn't a girlfriend per se. She was a player in the old metal scene out in L.A. I probably put her, put her at like not really a not really a manager, but like an agent. She had connections. If if she liked you, um, she could get you hooked up and get you signed on a fucking on a record label. Uh, she was good at spotting talent. If if she picked you, you were gonna be fucking famous. You know, you, you were probably gonna get signed. But she was hot, you know. She was very much '80s hot. That's what they were looking for back then. She was today. I'd call. I'd say they were a little too skinny by today's standards. Uh, kind of tall and thin. But still, even today, I'd probably say she's probably about a nine out of ten. Um, she was. She was cute. The um, thing about well, I looked up because I, I was kind of curious because I kind of remember her being generally around, and uh, yeah. you know, I remember seeing her in this movie, and I remember seeing her in the videos, and her being on album covers and stuff. Um, she actually didn't get started. She um, actually got started as a TV actress, so I guess she was like okay. on TV, and then so she, she was that first. Okay, yeah, and yeah. then she was in Bachelor Party with um, Tom Hanks, like in right. 1984. Okay. So she actually started doing that. I didn't really see, and then like later on in the 2000s, uh, she had a lot of drug abuse problems. And so she ended up being on like reality shows, like the surreal yeah. life and celebrity okay. rehab and all I that didn't kind see of him. stuff. That's I didn't what, see him either, but I, that's what I, I looked up. I don't think that's a good representation of who she was though. She yeah. wasn't, she wasn't a, a drug abuse chick. That's just how it went eventually. She was kind of a lot like me and Jenny's friend Imani. 
she was, you know, who's Imani is a girl we know, and Jenny has worked with her. And uh, she basically made a whole bunch of black metal bands, you know, looking, she, like a talent scout, kind of like that. Um, but when you see this movie, you'll see that Tawny was talented in her, in her own right, too. She, you know, she was, she was a talented chick. But she was kind of like the, uh, the, the 80s fucking cougar. You know, she's much older than you think she is when you look at her. She looks young. I think even in this movie, she's probably in her mid to late thirties, but she looks like she's in her twenties. She just uh, died a couple of years ago, yeah. like in twenty twenty one. But when she was in her late thirties, early forties, she was you know cougaring her ass off on these looking young metal guys. You know, that's just who she was. She was cool, real cool. Um, I also heard you know. I also heard that, you know, if you crossed her, she could destroy your career, too. She, yeah, you know, fucking, she had power. She had power, you know. <laughs> Social power. Senor Stick says, Jenny, where did you get a creep show sweater? It's not, like, exactly a sweater. It's just, like, yeah. a long sleeve shirt. I actually got it at FYE at the mall, yeah. which is crazy. They, they had a bunch of different ones. I have a bunch of different ones, like, from the same company like i have a creature from the black lagoon one i have a cthulhu one i have a halloween one i have a lot of different ones uh and have we reviewed the waxworks series we have not uh but i would like to at some point because i actually really uh do like those movies this movie i like i said it's weird because i was watching something earlier and i knew that it had sequels uh it actually has two sequels which as far as i know don't really have anything to do with this one because this one the end of this one does kind of set it up like ooh, could be a sequel you know what i mean um, I didn't think that I had seen the second one, but then when I was watching another review of the three movies, I saw clips from the second one and I'm like, oh wait, that looks kind of familiar. Maybe I did see that. Although I literally can't remember anything else about it. I've heard that it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's like a remake of the first one, but it's just like a really, really similar story. The third one they said goes off in like crazy directions. Some people like it. Some people don't. This kind of, this movie, I kind of... I feel like this has wildly mixed reviews. It was kind of like, it was really successful when it came out in 1986. I mean, probably because it only cost like a million dollars to make and made like several times that back. But I mean, it didn't get great critical reviews, but it kind of steadily got a cult following like over the years. But even nowadays, I kind of like all, all the different horror channels I watch. They're about evenly divided. Like some of the people really, really like this. And it's like, oh, it's underrated. Nobody talks about it anymore. And then I saw a couple are like, yeah, I really hate this movie. But, um, you know, it's, it's tonally very, very strange. Like, especially for an yeah. 80s movie. And I had forgotten about that because I saw this movie easily a dozen times back in the 80s. Probably more. And I might have seen it in the theater. The problem with it is it's, it, it's a slow starter. It starts off kind of boring and slow. First yeah. 15 minutes of it, I think. The, yeah, there is a lot of so, setup. And it's long for a horror movie. Yeah. It's like an hour and 45 minutes. But as as it goes on, it gets better. Um, and, and then you start kind of appreciating it. What's different about it is that it's it's a horror movie. But it's a lot like a haunting episode. It's about a paranormal investigation, really. And it's got it's got some balls uh, when it comes to the script. I mean, they'll they'll have a, a decent character or a character that's very interesting, and then they'll kill that character off. They'll kill off a lead character. And which they, they did in this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> which they normally didn't do back in the 80s. Um, they're, um, so it's just kind of... And, and then it, it kind of goes cerebral and emo. 
about relationships and then it also gets kind of like it, it, it's weird it's not your normal 80s horror flick. it's really not no it's good though um it's kind of like exorcist kind of like uh amityville horror and what else? I don't know, man. There's no way to describe it. It's its its own thing. Yeah, I, like I said, I had forgotten. I mean, like I said, I saw it a bunch of times back in the 80s and early 90s, but I hadn't Dude. seen it for probably 30 years. And so I was really interested to watch it again because I remember really liking it, like, back then and it being, like, you know, one that stood out to me. And I had forgotten just what a strange... I don't know. I don't want to, like, oversell that, but it is, like, kind of tonally odd. Yeah, it is. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it in the sense that it's more character driven than your average kind of like movie from that era and of that's about this would suggest. It's definitely trying to be its own franchise. Yeah. It's well, trying, it, I guess it kind of succeeded because there were three of them. There were three of them. It's trying to it's trying to put itself apart from the horror movies of the eighties, uh, and and it did. I didn't see this in the eighties when it came out. I probably would have liked it, um, but no, it's it's uh, is it good? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I still liked it's it. It's good. I mean, you have to see it. It's different because we're of the right generation where this this was actually intended for us. You know, it was intended for Gen X. So I see. I understand what they were trying to do. I, I would have liked it in '87. But I, I didn't see it. I would have liked it, though. I had just forgotten how yeah. heavily invested in the love triangle. Yeah. Of course, it's not like a, you know, it's not like a romance or anything, but it does go very much into the characters and their relationship with one another. And that's, like, a big part of the plot. Like, yeah, there's supernatural stuff, and yeah, there's horror stuff, like, toward the end. But it really seems to focus. And Kevin Tenney, like, the guy that wrote and directed it, who, fun fact, a couple years after this, would do the classic Night of the Demons with Linnea Quigley. Yeah. This was actually the first movie that he'd done. He was, I think, still in film school when he wrote this. And um, he actually got the idea. If you've seen the movie, there's like a scene toward the beginning of the film, might be this first scene, where, you know, Tawny is at a party or she's having a party, like at their apartment and a bunch of people are there and her friend slash ex-boyfriend Brandon has brought a Ouija board and he's just being very self-important and mansplaining about it. And so they like start using it. And Kevin Tenney said that he got the idea for the movie like when he was at a party where that actual thing happened. You know what I mean? Like the way you see it in the movie. They, they's like, you know, we were communicating with somebody on the Ouija board and then like um, the ghost got, seemed like it got mad and then somebody's tire popped outside. You know what I mean? Or somebody's yeah. tire got flat. So it's like, so apparently this really happened in real life to him, and that's what gave him the idea. Somebody's saying this looks like a straight-to-DVD movie. Um, no. Uh, in this era, a lot of the movies that you would see, you know, at the Dollar Theater, you know, <laughs> yeah, that were horror movies, which are lower budget, they just look like this. The difference with this one is that it, it is trying to be taken a little bit more seriously. It's It's... Not going the Evil Dead route, but it it is kind of budget wise like that. It's trying to be they're trying it's trying to get you to take it seriously, kind of like it was, um, uh, uh, The Exorcist. 
Yeah. It does take it's, itself it's, very seriously. Yeah, and I think trying. maybe that's why... Because the subject matter of it is just is supernatural, and then yeah. it also has like weird comedic things in it, like yeah. the like the girl that plays the psychic, who's just this kind of crazy, like over the top sort of character. She was cute. I like that girl. Yeah, I did too. Like, yeah. but um, she was in Roadhouse too, actually. Okay. But um, which she, I mean, she's been in loads of things, but I, I remembered her from Roadhouse. She played Carrie, I think. Yeah. Um, and you know, the friend of Jim, the guy that one of the main characters in the thing and he's kind of like funny you know what yeah. i mean like do you see spaz written on this man anywhere so yeah. it's like they have like little comedic things that are kind of like over the top but then like the rest of it is like really really serious like it's trying to take itself really seriously yeah. and to some extent i don't know it's it, it seems a little strange but i think it does work one thing that's interesting about this movie that i kind of realized again when i was watching it is that the character of Brandon, who's actually played by Stephen Nichols, and if you've seen this movie, you will probably not be surprised to know that he's like a soap opera actor. He was on like Days of Our Lives and General Hospital and stuff. Because um, he comes across like very soap opera-y. So when you see him at the beginning, he's the one that like introduces the Ouija board concept. And like I said, he's so like, he's such a well actually motherfucker and he's just like very, very <laughs> condescending and he's just very, oh, it's pronounced Ouija. Like he's very much like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, I just want to punch this dude right in the dick. But like, as the movie goes on, he actually, you actually start liking him. Which I didn't think was possible because he's so insufferable, like, at the beginning mm. of the movie. But then, like, as the movie goes on and the relationships between him and Jim deepen and you're kind of like, oh, maybe he's all right. You know what I mean? Like, maybe <laughs> I just got a bad impression of him at the beginning. Because one of the things that's kind of central to the plot is that the two main guys, whose names are Jim and Brandon... Um, Jim is with Tawny now, like, you know, their boyfriend and girlfriend, but she dated Brandon before, but Jim and Brandon were friends from childhood. And I guess when Jim quote unquote stole Tawny from Brandon, yeah. then they had this huge falling out. And now they're just, every time they, every time they're in the same room together, they just like snipe at each other, like little bitches. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. And then, like, toward the end, like, they finally reconcile after, you know, Tawny gets possessed by the demon from the Ouija board and they have to kind of, like, join forces to, like, save her. You know what I mean? So so I kind of like that it was that character focus. I can see how, because I was watching this one review that were, like, they thought it was just, like, really, really boring. Um, and they were, like, older guys, too. So it wasn't just, like, you know, 20-year-olds or something like that. But... Um, so I can kind of see that if you're kind of expecting more of like a just real over the top gory, you know, special effects, heavy stuff like that, like a lot of stuff in the eighties was, this is not really like that. Like you said, it's almost like a little more cerebral. I don't want to yeah. go like, oh, it's elevated horror or anything like that, but it is trying to take itself really seriously. For a low budget movie. And it is yeah. like trying to focus more on the relationships between yeah. the characters rather than like crazy supernatural shit now i'm not saying that there's not crazy supernatural shit in there 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 is but it doesn't go too weird it's just uh i don't know it's kind of like a mixture of evil dead exorcist and um shit what's the one with the damn puzzle box and the uh, hellraiser hellraiser kind of like that that's kind of that's how i kind of put it because hellraiser kind of took itself seriously uh, in those days, a lot of other horror movies were kind of 
cartoon. You know, it's like watching a damn cartoon. Yeah, you know which I mean? there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, no, no, yeah. No, they were fun. We loved it. Yeah. We loved it. Yeah. Like, uh, shit, fucking Reanimator, the whole Reanimator series. That was like watching a cartoon. Yeah. But it was great, you know? Because it was just instant bang for your buck. You know, it's not like that. That's in it. That kind of stuff, you know, you can tell that that's what kind of movie it is, but they're trying to be a little bit more cerebral, like an expensive movie, you know, which, okay, that's how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, because it was successful, like, this was really, I mean, uh, you know, Kevin Tenney's first movie that he had ever written and ever directed, so, I mean, you know, could have been a lot worse, that's for sure. What surprised me is that Tawny could act. She yeah, good. she's not bad. I'm, she's now, good, I will yeah. say that I don't... I think the acting in this is a little... Like, from oh, pretty spotty. much everybody. Yeah. It's a little uh, yeah. stilted. Yeah. It's a little... You know what I mean? A little bit. Well, I a lot of it has to do with the edit. It was just kind of fucking edited together to be a certain way. But uh, I think she shines in it, though. She's one of the one of the better performers in it. The guys are okay. Uh, like you said, it's a little uneven at yeah. times. But kind of like something off... You know, like TV-level actors, you know. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. I think, like I said, the guy that played Brandon was a yeah. soap opera actor. Right, yeah. And it does kind of come off a little bit like that. Still, that's pretty good, because in a lot of yeah. horror movies from this era, they weren't actors at all. It was just somebody's friend. <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? That had nice tits or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... At least and, they're trying in this one. Sure. And even the psychic chick, which I like that character. In this. Yeah, I mean, it's over, over the top. top it's know? over yeah, the top, for the sure. Top, but she was a fun character, and they killed her off rapidly. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I thought she was going to be like a, a main character in this now. Yeah, I mean, she comes yeah. in with like crazy, like new yeah. wave hair and like the glasses, yeah. and she's co- constantly like clattering because she has like a fringe jacket and like all this jewelry yeah. and stuff like that. And just the way she talks is like fucking. Yeah. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like, it's just, it's like, it's borderline annoying but also kind of entertaining also you know yeah. what i mean because she is a likable character and everyone else is like being so serious that it's kind of like a breath of fresh air like when she comes in there yeah and like starts being but i i don't know i i kind of feel like how you feel about it is like you know uh it, it, i don't know it's just like on the edge of annoying it's just yeah. on the edge of annoying you yeah. know what i mean like she can get kind of annoying what i don't think she was as annoying to me as the cop character. Cop character. You, the, you know, the one um, that was like, um, you know, the first guy that dies in the movie, whose yeah. name is Lloyd, who's like yeah. a friend of Jim's. Oh, the cop guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like, and uh, Lloyd gets killed when like some sheetrock or something like that, like, fall, like because him and Jim work on a construction site, and uh, the sheetrock falls on him. Now, the ghost actually kills him. Like, we know that. But, you know, they everybody else just thinks it's an accident. But for some reason, this cop does not think it's an accident because, like, oh, well, the rope that was holding up the sheetrock, like, was cut, looked, like, cut with a hatchet, blah, blah, blah. So he seems to suspect that Jim, like, murdered his best friend. So he keeps popping up, and every single time he pops up, he talks about magic tricks. Mm-hmm. That's kind of his thing. And just, and I don't know, I think after a while it gets, like, a little... Yeah. <laughs> a little tedious and plus at one point did you notice that at one point he said when he was talking about hey you know out in vegas they have that show that he says sigmund and roy yeah and i it's said it's siegfried it's siegfried and roy yeah. right and i was like are were they just not allowed to say siegfried and roy mm-hmm. or did they just not know that that was that guy probably name? weren't allowed to say it 
I don't know. I don't know why. I don't they think. Wanted, I don't think it. that would be. Well, he, okay. So the thing about that, the reason why this movie is called Witchboard, is because they were actually going to call it Ouija, which you know, obviously, much later they did do a movie just called Ouija. They were just going to call it that, but apparently, um, was, is it Parker Brothers or whoever who owns the? They kind of were like, and actually. The makers of Witchboard, I guess, like I said, they're indie filmmakers. They Maybe they didn't know any better. But they shot, like, most of the movie with the whole, like, Parker Brothers, Ouija board, blah 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 thing uh, without getting permission uh, to use that name. Maybe it didn't occur to them that that was, like, uh, uh, you know, a trademark. So, yeah. So they actually kind of got in trouble. And they ended up having to pay, like, I think $50,000 or something like that, like, to use it. And they're like, yeah, we would really rather you didn't call the movie Ouija. So they had to call it Witchboard. And I think at some point in the original cut of the movie, I think there was a scene where Brandon, the character Brandon, like, says, oh, sometimes it's called a Witchboard. But I think they took that out. So I don't even think they say the word in the movie i mean it's just clearly a ouija board like you'd buy there's a couple different ones here's one hand drawn ones yeah like the one toward the end was actually cooler because it was like kind of blue and it looked like because he had to go to like a um like a witchcraft store and buy one one thing i didn't notice until i was by some other heavy metal chick yeah she knows that that's probably one of tawny's fucking girlfriends probably i mean you know um one thing i didn't notice until i was watching like a couple breakdowns of this movie i totally did not notice this and I've seen this movie like a bunch of times is that depending on what's going on with the Ouija board, cause there's lots of scenes of like Tawny, it's her character's name is Linda, but I just keep calling yeah. her Tawny um, where she's using it, like talking to David who is supposedly a 10 year old boy, except most of the time it's like an evil spirit and she doesn't know that. But so she's using it. Now, if good shit is happening, like she's actually talking to the 10 year old boy, then there's like a little angel at the top of the Ouija board and it looks like a little cherub or something like that. But if um, she's talking to like the evil spirit, then the angel is still there, but it has little demon wings, like little bat wings and is making like a little frowny face. I didn't notice that. I didn't either. But then it's like, I saw like somebody showed like clips of it and I was like, holy shit. That was a nice, like, little detail. I never yes. did notice that. And they said, yeah, probably most people didn't notice that. I'm like, you're right. I did not notice that. Yeah. Um, somebody said earlier that uh, Howard Stern cheated with uh, Tawny Katane. That's why he got divorced. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you know that during, Go ahead. during the filming of this movie, mm-hmm. Tawny was also having an affair with um, O.J. Simpson. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Who was married at the time, yeah, she, obviously. She was cute. Uh, I would say... She was kind of like what what was real popular in the eighties, which tended to be kind of tall and skinny. And those girls look good in clothes. Um, she does take her clothes off. She's pretty stacked for a tall girl. Uh, I'd give her like an an eighties nine. She'd had a ten. She'd have been an eighties ten if she had two big old fake titties. If they were like beach balls. Fucking that, that's that was like the fucking ultimate fucking look in the eighties, uh, for the heavy metal guys. The heavy metal guys love that shit. Fucking like uh what was her name? Some of the porn star girls were like that. Just skinny with big fake fucking implants. Um That was just the style, man. Turn around the back, they're flat as hell. <laughs> 
<laughs> ben says, uh, Ouija isn't a real word. It no. is a composite of we, yes, in French, yes, yes. and uh, in mm-hmm. German, yeah. Well, and actually they say that exact yeah. thing in yeah, this movie. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. So all of these movies, like, use what I always thought was the correct pronunciation, which is Ouija. I have no idea why people started calling it a Ouija board. I'm like, that's an A at the end. That's not how we say it's A. It's easier in to say. I guess. It's easier to say. It's yeah. like, because it rhymes? Yeah. But yeah, so but there is a scene very near the beginning of this where Brandon says that exact thing. He's like, "We jaw," you know. That's yeah. how you pronounce. Like I said, he's like super douchey about it's it. Just we, yeah, uh, fucking French, <laughs> yes. And then yeah, we uh. Yeah, so it should be we uh actually we, uh, technically. Yeah. So we're all pronouncing it wrong. It's Parker Bros, man. Parker Brothers trying to make make a buck. Yeah, they just made that word up. Yeah. But like I said, I don't know. Because the Parker Brothers one has been around a, a while, right? I oh, feel like years, I would say. Yeah, I, at least. Yeah. So did they like have a thing where they told people how to pronounce it? No. Did they get Ouija? No. I was like, where do they get Ouija? It doesn't know. even look like that. I don't know. It's just, it's, it doesn't matter. That's just how they, it really they, doesn't. No. But um, but yeah. So this movie. I kind of feel like what okay so one thing I wish they had done I kind of wish I didn't mind the actor that played the cop but I kind of wish they had toned down that whole every time it's like oh magic trick kind of so he made an elephant disappear like every single time he shows up because he's trying to like hint to Jim it's like hey I think you're murdering people even though it's a ghost spoiler alert um but every time he just kind of like uses this magic kind of simile and it's just it gets like really old yeah. So there's that. Um, and I do... Is does it, This doesn't have, like, a lot of gore in it. It doesn't have, like, a lot of special effects. Because, like I said, they didn't have a ton of money. Um, but I do... I wish they had done more with the evil spirit, the guy who's actually, like, haunting the board. Because this is... It's not a demon. It's a guy who, when he was alive, was, like, an axe murderer or something. And he yeah. ended up, like, living in that same house that they lived in. And that guy that played him, I don't even think he was an actor. I think he was just, like, a photographer. He just, like, was on the crew or something. And they're like, hey, you look evil. Come here and, like, be in this movie. And, like, I think he was in another movie called Witch Trap as well, which is kind of like this one. But it's, I wish they had done more with him because he was so cool looking. Mm -hmm. Like, he really looked like an evil fucking, he almost had, like, an Angus Scrim type thing going on. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel like I wish they had done more with that. Because the whole premise of this, much like a lot of, um haunting episodes yeah was that well i think at some points they were contacting the 10 year old boy because they did find out that that was a real kid that had died and i think some every now and then they were talking to that kid but most of the time i think every time that tawny was using the board because she used it by herself which you're not supposed to do then it was the evil guy pretending to be that kid right so that's so that was kind of like the whole premise but i kind of wish they had done more with that guy because you really don't see him you see him once in like a dream sequence where he's like in the hospital where tawny went because she like hit her head or something and like he comes and like cuts her head off you know what i mean but it's just a dream and then like you see him again like at the end but that's about it like you only see him like a couple seconds and that guy had such a cool look and i kind of wish they had done more with that sticks is asking what a 90s what a 90s 10 was okay a 90s 10 was shorter, curvier, blonde hair with the parted on the side, with a tongue ring, a fucking belly shirt with a fucking belly ring, and Jenkos. Never. And <laughs> remember those girls, the raver girls with the fucking Jenkos. That 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 was like a '90s ten. 
<laughs> fucking Jenkins. Remember those? Well, yeah, fucking, of each I fucking Jenkins. each fucking pant leg was this, was like was like a waist of a jeans. They were ridiculous. It's it like walking around in two skirts, a skirt on each leg. <laughs> yeah, it's a skirt on each. And whenever leg. you saw those girls, they were just sitting down all the time, smoking cigarettes. And then they get up walking. It was like it was like a tent walking away. It was a trip, man. I like that shit though. It was cute back in the nineties. Well, I mean, if you were like a tiny, skinny girl, it was cute. Well, no, they were just cute, man. <laughs> they were cute. I remember them. I'm just saying, you got I've, you, you got a lot of drag like walking in those. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like slowing you down because it was so much. It was so much fabric. I'm gonna see if I can find what I'm talking about. I'll show you. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, so. I, this wasn't. I don't think this. This can't have been the first movie that had like that was solely focused on a Ouija board. I was trying to. Remember, I know there were some like prior to this, but you know, obviously The Exorcist had that shit too because you know she was talking to Captain Howdy on the Ouija board. Yeah. Um. I kind of feel like The Exorcist went into. I don't know if they actually used the phrase that they use in this movie, which is progressive entrapment. You know what I mean? Where like where the ghost like starts being handy and like you know being friendly and like doing shit for you like in this particular movie it's like oh hey you're that wedding ring or the engage i found it go ahead go ahead no, never mind oh i distracted her just go look sitting down and everything sitting down and everything can't see it but that was <laughs> that was the night he did okay go ahead i forgot what i was talking about <laughs> i guess it wasn't important <laughs> well if you can't remember it then it wasn't well, yeah, well, you, I could have... You can't remember, you can't... I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, because you're not okay. listening. You're no. too busy looking for yeah. random pictures. Random pictures, so I'm just trying to... Okay, No, I was saying what it was, was that... Yeah, like, the first thing, like, when she first started using it, like, it was being helpful. Like, it was telling her, like, this ring that you lost, it's, like, in the sink drain, and she pulls it out, and she's like, oh, my God, it's really in there, and it's like, so, you know, it, so it was helping her out, and it was trying to, like, get her to, like, use the board more, it was, like, pretending to be this little kid, and then, like, she started acting weird, but then, like, she started swearing a lot and being, like, really cranky and shit like that, but then she also thought she was pregnant, and then Jim thought she was pregnant, so they thought that's why she was acting like that, not like she was possessed or nothing, so it was that kind of thing. Now, here's another thing that I kind of thought that they were going to do and then they didn't do. Because for a while in the movie, she thinks that she's pregnant. And because there's like at the beginning, there's this whole um, setup where they talk about reincarnation because they're talking to this kid, you know, through the board, like the ghost David, whatever. They're talking to him and he's saying, oh, well, you can come back, but you can like choose your parents. So I thought her being pregnant, I thought that was going to lead to like the, the demon or the ghost or something like that wanting to like come back in her baby. You know what I mean? I kind of thought that's what they were leading up to. But then it turns out that she's actually not pregnant. Yeah, I, I think the reason that they had her be pregnant was so there would be like some plausible deniability, like why she was acting weird, like why nobody would immediately be alarmed that she was acting differently because they're like, oh, well, she's pregnant and everybody knows pregnant bitches. Be yeah, crazy. It was just it was just bad writing. So it was something like that. But uh, well, it, yeah. I don't even know so much that it just seemed like a missed opportunity because yeah. I thought 
that's what they were setting up. I was like, I thought that's what that whole reincarnation discussion at the well, beginning was about. Well, it probably was going to go that way, but then, Maybe. They, then they couldn't didn't have the money to shoot certain scenes, so they changed it. It was probably all it was. Because I remember when that happened, I was like, oh, they're not going that way? Okay. But uh, no, I thought that it was going to come, it was going to pop out of her baby. Yeah, see, so you weren't, yeah. so I wasn't the only one that no. thought that. Cause, no. Yeah, because I thought that's why they were I'm setting that sure, up. I'm pretty sure it was going to. Maybe. But then they, they couldn't afford to do that. Because I think the original um, version of this script was much longer. It was almost like yeah, like an, like twice as long Whenever as it ended up. Whenever a good up. idea happens and then they don't go that way, I immediately go, oh, okay, they couldn't afford to do that. That's, that's, Maybe that's, that's what it was. was. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. But it just, yeah, because it did definitely seem like they were trying to set that up yeah, very were, very deliberately I guarantee because you they were going to try to do that yeah because what would have been the point then right. of like the whole discussion with david the ghost like yeah. oh yeah i can pick my parents. they already shot that material and they were right. gonna throw it away so they had to change the story yeah the italians did the same thing all the time in giallo well you know that's that's true kind yeah. of well kind of basically yeah. <laughs> they just shot whatever. although a lo- well and, i mean yeah. a lot of those were actually based on books mm-hmm. so like you know like edgar wallace books and stuff like that like i, British. Thought I could have sworn us we saw some programs where they just they shot some shit and they didn't know how the movie was going to end they just kept shooting and they go well i don't even think that's i mean that's not just um <laughs> giallo movies that's like yeah. a lot of movies like especially like independent movies right. you know what i mean they're just kind of like I don't know. They're just kind of like, well, let's just like see where it goes. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, yeah, so they shot part of this in Big Bear um, up the the lake and everything like that. That's kind of where they did the one thing. And then some of it was in the Higgins Verbeck Hirsch mansion, which I'm pretty sure I think wasn't Waxwork shot there as well. I know there was like a couple other horror movies shot at that same house here's another thing that was kind of and i'm i guess i'm no wasn't the only person confused about this because i was watching another review and they said they were confused about this too at first because the first scene is basically like the party like where brandon comes there and he brings the ouija board and blah blah and then like they're outside in the driveway and i'm sitting there going wait this is tawny and jim's house because tawny does not appear to have a job and Jim just works on a construction site. I'm like, that's a fucking mansion they live in. Holy shit, how can they like afford that? But it took me a while because it just looked like a regular house. But it took me a while to realize that this house was like a mansion, but it had been converted into apartments. Because it was like probably half an hour to the movie before I'm like, oh, they live in an apartment inside this mansion because it's been converted because they talked about the landlady and stuff like that and the landlady was actually um rosemary who was on that old man what the hell was that old show that she was on she wasn't in this very much either but she was maybe in only a couple of scenes which was kind of a shame because she's kind of cute but she like played their landlord but yeah i mean overall though i for some reason, this movie always kind of like really stuck with me from the 80s. And that's why I wanted to like rewatch it because I was kind of curious to see if it held up because I saw it so many times back then. And I think it still does. But I can see why it has mixed reviews, too, because if you're expecting like, ooh, balls to the wall, like 80s horror with all this gore and stuff like that, it's not like that. And it's not even um, there's not even really a lot of nudity in it. Like Tawny contains naked in it, but 
it's not you can barely see it. You know what I mean? Because the way yeah, it's shot, you can, see you can kind of see, see it, see but it. it's not uh, like you really got an idea. But you know what? It wasn't gratuitous, right? You know what's interesting too is I feel like um, a lot of the shots in this this has some like pretty creative shot compositions and like the one shot I think a lot of people make fun of it where Jim like falls out a window at the end and it looks like and it's kind of like really bad green screen and stuff. But I thought I'm like yeah, it looks crazy like it looks weird but i thought he was homaging psycho mm. like that you know where he falls down the stairs at the end where it's yeah. like oh i thought because that's what it looked like to me because there's some other shots in here that are very hitchcockian i think it was just bad special effects well i don't know about that though yeah. because like i said some of the other shots deliberately looked hitchcockian mm. and the guy was a film student so he would have known about Hitchcock's film techniques, I would presume. So it does really seem like a lot of the shots in there were deliberately modeled after Hitchcock shots. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I was even reading an old review of this from the time, like, back in the 80s. It said this is like a Hitchcock movie. So I can't be the only one that thinks that. But I'm pretty sure that that last... If, yeah, it doesn't look great. And especially it doesn't look great if you don't think that it's an homage to Psycho. But I think it might be because it looks almost exactly like that angle and that shot and everything like that. Um, all right, so you seem like you're getting all crabby and shit no, over there. Because <laughs> you're going, <sighs> no, you're doing like that shit over there? No, I'm just, all right. No, I've been so, drinking. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, uh, so tomorrow uh, we got to do a haunting, a haunting Monday. She's ended the show. She's putting it on me. Okay. Well, you know. No. You're, you're not talking about Zach's it. Zach asked me what, Zach asked what, what a 2010 was. That would have been something like Avril Lavigne with tight shirt. Tight short shirt, good hair, and those white belts. Remember the jeans with the white belts? Yeah. Yeah, it's been like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, does anybody have any recommendations yeah. on what haunting episode they'd like us? If you don't, we'll just like pick one out of out of a hat or something. Yeah. Um, summer wind video version. They want us to redo summer vi- summer wind. I mean, we've done a couple shows about Summer Wind. I mean, if you... It's if, one of our fucking top shows. People love Summer Wind. I mean, if you really want us to, but... I could do Summer Wind again. We could do Summer Wind. Or somebody asked us um, to do... What was the what was the one that took, that was in... Uh, was it, where was it? In Thailand? Hungry Ghosts or something? I think somebody asked us to redo yeah, that one. Yeah, Hungry Ghosts was a good one. That's one of the better... Uh, that was one of the better episodes. I mean, if you want to revisit Summer Wind again... We can do, I mean, that's your favorite episode. It was one of the first videos we ever did on this show. And, yeah. And the audio, it probably sucks by today's standards. That's true. We should go back and go look at that and see what we talked about and see what we missed. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that. We could do it again. That's a good episode. Or we could yeah. do Hungry Ghosts. One we of could those. do both. We could put them both on. Well, I mean, not in one episode. I was gonna say, no. yeah, let's not do that because no. I gotta, I gotta go out of right. town for a job interview tomorrow. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time to like be yeah, doing okay. research on the shit. We like could just, we, we could do summer win. Yeah, I mean, we gotta watch it tonight, and then I gotta take notes while we're watching and it. We, and we then... gotta go back and uh, refer to the guy who owned Summer Wind. Who remember? Who, no, it wasn't Summer Wind. Who was? Yeah, was, he did, he didn't own it. Yeah, he was he just was part of the uh, restoration. He was just like, yeah, yeah. He was, like, he he was, was just on the show. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, but that's the thing. If we do another show about Summerwind, he might like 
call me up and be like, hey, I want to be on there. And stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so it could it could be that. Like, I don't no, know how that's going to work out. And like we're I said, it's it's really hard for, like, logistically, yeah. it's hard for me to, like, get guests on the show anymore yeah. because it's just kind of like everything's a pain and I don't really know how it's going to work out, you know? So, uh, so yeah, so I don't really want to open that can of worms. But, uh, but, yeah, so I don't know. We'll think about it and um, I'll announce it sometime tomorrow. Like I said, I... Tomorrow I gotta go out of town in the morning and then I'll be back way before the show, but I won't have as much time to do research as I normally would. But we will still be here at six o'clock doing the haunting show. So hopefully you guys will be able to join us. And thank you for joining us today talking about Witchboard. Uh, it's actually on Tubi if you would like to watch it for free. I don't know if the other two are on there and I don't even remember if they're any good. So don't come at me if they're not. Um, but yeah, so we will see you guys again tomorrow evening. Good night.